0: This podcast is sponsored by Haboo, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu.
1: Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. It's another home defeat which makes it just three wins in 17 games for City in all competitions. The last time City played West Brom at home on Boxing Day was 1977. It was a 3-1 win with two goals from Tom Ritchie, who was watching on from the stands to witness West Brom ruin our festivities. Lee's three words were worrying weary and wasteful. And it was another game where post-match Nigel Pearson made some comments in the press. I've had that before. I've had that at some point in every club I've been at. It doesn't bother me. I've been booed off in bigger stadiums. And also maybe it might be a good thing for us to play away from home. It was a game where we really needed the fans to get behind us. So another week Matt where we've got some post-match comments from Nigel Pearson. And it's another defeat.
2: Yeah, good morning, mate. Obviously, I, I upset him a little bit with my, my live column last week saying about him taking responsibility, mm. and he referenced that in the press conference pretty much. Um, I actually really enjoyed his pre-match press conference. I thought I saw a manager who did care and um, recognised there are lots of things going on behind the scenes that we as fans don't see, aren't privy to. Yesterday's comments, I probably didn't react in the way that lots of people did on, on social media. Um, and probably quite surprisingly, when the fact I was sort of saying how livid I was with what he'd said last week. The thing for me last week was, I, I felt he was throwing a player under the bus, calling someone out. I didn't think he needed to do that. If there was a question of Atkinson's fitness or attitude, keep that in-house. If he's pushed on it on the press, say he's got a little knock, you know, you can cover it. Yesterday... I kind of I got what he meant. We all pay our money. We're all fully entitled to to voice our um, our pleasure and our, our you know discontent. Um, I don't like hearing City fans booing. Um, I don't like the latest cheer of the afternoon was when Rob Atkinson came on, um, and hearing Pearson out chants. I don't like it. It's a worrying time for me, so I kind of get what he, he meant by it. But he doesn't do himself any favour saying it, does he? I'm sure Steve Lansdowne and John Lansdowne don't want to be hearing it's not necessarily a bad thing that we're not playing at our fantastic stadium with all the facilities that you could want as a fan or a player. But I don't necessarily. I, I get the sentiment where he was saying maybe the players might might relax a little bit more. I'm not quite sure he knows that we got Millwall away because I can't see how they're going to do that in, a, in the intimidating Millwall atmosphere. But yeah,
1: yeah, going to be interesting. Uh, we'll we'll bring in our guest and then we'll just quickly go through that pre-match presser, Matt. Um, so it's Dean Allen. Dean, how are you, sir? Hello, guys. Compliments of the season. Nice to see you, see you both. Dino. And, and what me. does uh, what do you get up to on Christmas Day in South Africa? Then what's the, what's the, what's well, the I tradition? Wish
0: go swimming well i i went for a swim you saw my video didn't you i've got to do it every every year i've, I've made it a bit of a tradition now but uh, i make sure i'm in a place at 25 degrees and then it's certainly a, oh, a lot Jesus. more pleasurable i'd like, because...
1: like to see yeah i'd like to see you back in minehead doing the swim yeah. on christmas day <laughs> yeah that would be impressive yeah. but uh, we'll start with our, our check-in um from talk club how are you out of 10 so matt <laughs> you go first am
2: I'm, I'm probably I'm probably a a six, mate. I was going to say a five, but I had a good Christmas, but it does affect me yesterday, and and I am really worried about where we are at the moment. So I'm probably a six, yeah.
1: Yeah, same same with me, six. Um, again, a great Christmas day. Taking my my two kids to yeah. first ever Bristol City match yesterday as well was a was a highlight. Um, but yeah, you can't always rely on on the pitch antics no. to to help with that. So yeah, a six for me and Dean.
0: Yeah, I'd I, I'd say a six. Let's let's make it a six, six, six. That's probably relevant at the moment. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, no, I, I I think I said to I think I said to you guys um, earlier that uh, I I was watching that obviously on Robin's TV and and for sort of five or ten minutes I kind of lose focus watching it. I mean, it's that that kind of mundane when they you know the style of play and whatever. And and I do I look forward to it. It's my connection with home. I look forward to watching the game, the build up, and everything. And by by about thirty minutes in, I'm starting to think, "What am I doing watching this?" You know, and uh, and 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 I haven't I haven't gone to the ground, paid the money. You know, like you said, yeah. you took the kids. I'm sure that was an expensive day. And uh, so for me, for me, yeah, no, I, football six, but the rest the rest of everything, are seven or eight. The sun's shining here today, and I don't let it get yeah. me down. But I have been thinking about it. We are at a, a worrying time for our club. There's no doubt about it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, let's have a look at that pre-match presser then, Matt, that we spoke about. Um, got seven or eight points to quickly just run through one trying to improve the squad in January, but need to create funds somehow players offered new deals, all offered less wage than currently are. No brainer to sign Wells goal scorer and helps the youngster. So let's pick up on those two points. I thought it was great, great news to get Naki Wells on board for two more years. He's been the bright spark all season up front with Tommy Conway, the relationship there, but you can always guarantee that that. He is going to put a hundred percent in.
2: You, you definitely can this season. Yeah. Um. I've I've previously said with Naki, I thought he was sulking at times. Dif- different character completely this year for me. Um. I know. He, I think he says himself he doesn't feel he's changed, but I, I I think this year he's been outstanding. Absolutely a no-brainer for me signing him on again. Um. Clearly. Any player's going to be on less money if they're re-signing. Um, you know, we experienced it with Nathan Baker, Andy Viman, um, and things have only got worse, haven't they? So that's always going to be the case. So yeah, great bit of business. I I have to say as well, Bristol City's um media department, brilliant, brilliant <laughs> reveal. Um, and i i messaged Tommy Conway to sort of say, like, you know, once you give up this football, like there's a career in acting for you. Cause I thought the way that it was done was brilliant. But yeah, um, it's a difficult one again patching it because as fans, we do want to know what's going on and players being told they're not going to be renewed, um, players being told this is your contract offer, you know, kind of less money. I think the ones that aren't being renewed, I'm hoping that they're players that aren't anywhere in and around the first team squad. So the likes of Taylor Moore potentially, as much as I like Taylor, but you think that's probably run its course now. Um, You know, maybe a couple of others. If there are anyone that are around the first team, then it doesn't make sense to me. It's almost keep them what? there until the summer and make them play for a contract.
1: Exactly. And and, and, and you know and maybe that...
2: saying you weren't gonna get one does that anyway, but yeah.
1: But but that sort of Low confidence, negativity. If you like, will spread yeah. through the squad. Yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting one. Yeah, I do yeah. hope that they are, as you say, not in and around at the moment. um Your thoughts on that, Dean? And also the fact that he's basically saying that we need to create funds somehow to to improve the squad in January. Yeah,
0: one of the one of the things he also said after the game yesterday is we need to freshen things up around the place and. Yeah. Uh, as I said in a tweet, he needs to be careful what he wishes for, because mm. a lot of people are calling for the ultimate freshen up at the top. Mm. Um, but no, going back to that, I'm a little bit confused by that announcement, to be quite honest. So straight away, we know that three players are out of the door. So he said that that will be in January. He's hoping they'll move on, giving them, you know, for the good of them as well as the squad. Mm. But also... Rewarding, rewarding a group of players that are underperforming at the moment. I just, I don't know. Is it rewarding mediocrity? I mean, would you be inspired to be in a team like we are at the moment, struggling, to, and then and then to look forward to less wages? How is that going to make you play to the le- to the rest for the rest of the season? Um, I bet, I, I'm I, all about I'm all about mo- motivation and, and trying yeah. to trying to you know get rewards. I mean you want players. Naki Wells is, is a different case and as you've already said that the turnaround with that guy is has been um has been fantastic. He's he's stuck around um, like he said himself, he was he was out of the door. And the the point that I think uh, Pearson made himself yesterday, I mean, he, he he looks like he's he looks like he's sort of mid late twenties. His physicality, he looks still fit. He's he doesn't look like he's lost a yard of pace yet. So that that is a no brainer. But this idea of declaring your hand at this stage of the season is is strange for me because um, as I said, for me it's all about motivation. If these guys know that they're going to hang around but they're going to be on less money, what's that going to that's what What's that going to do for the rest of the season in terms of them playing for places?
1: Okay, um, big fan of Tinian being technical director and heavily involved in recruitment. Um, Matt, there's obviously quite a lot of pressure on Tinian in January to 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 find some nuggets in probably the lower leagues or or, yeah. or abroad. Who who knows? But it's uh, definitely some strengthening required.
2: Yeah, I think. I mean, it, <laughs> there were people calling for Tins to be made manager yesterday for a few weeks while we get someone in. So it could be more pressure if anything like that happened. But um I think we all trust Tins. Um but it will be very difficult to try and get anybody of the ability to come into the championship and make a difference in January and not have to pay money for it. Mm. Um now, you know you might you might have players who are similarly with ours going to be out of contract in the summer that you can turn around to a club and say we'll give you Two hundred grand, two hundred fifty grand, whatever, and you then get them in. Um, but it's it's a really really difficult transfer window. I, it's again, I'm I'm such a kind of quandary with Nigel Pearson because I admire his honesty, but to the same extent, I also think, as Dean said, it just portrays a degree of negativity and it doesn't. I, I mean, it, again, ironically, because we've been there and we've seen it, and you see the videos. But it doesn't feel like it should be a fun place to go to work at the moment, does it? Because it just feels, you know, a, a bit dour. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'll get back to what I said at the start. I'm I'm really, really worried at the moment. I, With Richard Gould going as well, there's that element of, and we, we will talk about Nigel Pearson's position, but there's that element of, you know, it's a, it would be a big, big change to well, with, people at that top level.
1: Well, exactly. And with Richard Gould going, obviously you would think that, in the next month at least we're going to get an announcement of a new ceo yeah. um which will bring new ideas new yep you know, top-down methodology, yep. if you like, change of culture, potentially. So we'll wait and see what that what that brings. Uh, yep. Just skipping on. Five, Atkinson played well in the under-21s as in, in contention for Boxing Day. Obviously, he didn't start. We'll come on to that in a minute. Laid-back character, but they've spoke, and it sounds like he's going to quickly be given another chance. Pearson said, we need our best players on the pitch, ideally. Number six, Han-Noah Masengo, still a vital member of the squad. His choice to run down the contract, no bids. Hannoa Masengo was stood in the players um on the players' balcony watching the game. Uh I know Matt you probably would want to see him on the pitch, wouldn't you? You can't tell me that Hanno Masengo couldn't have offered us
2: more than Matty James and Joe Williams and even Alex Scott yesterday. Um I find it bizarre. and and with all of these, all opinions, all arguments for and against, but yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know how I'm gonna Masengo a youngster that other clubs would certainly look at. If you get him in the squad and he's playing well, then you're going to get potentially a bid for him in January. Mm. Um, And you also want to see him him do well as well. So, yeah, I I looked at that yesterday. The the midfield, there was absolutely no energy. It worries me that we're talking that a centre-half is kind of what seems to be the number one position identified. And for me, it is midfield all day long.
1: Well, yeah, number 35 for West Brom was a different gravy, wouldn't he? Just well, it, controlling it the play. He ran the
2: show, but ran the show almost as a defensive midfielder, breaking the play up, but then either playing it simply or, you know, op- opening things up. He, he was a bit cute with it as well.
1: Yeah. Um, cool. Final point, Dean, trying to create something that's more successful and driven. We've had too many comfortable players in a comfort zone. Would you agree with that?
0: Well, I probably do, but uh, who who who's created that? Uh, for me, again, it's this kind of um, I don't know. He, he, he speaks in riddles. He speaks in riddles. For, for, I don't mind the honesty, but as I've said in our group, I think it's it's very much an act with him. We've seen him do it before at other clubs. The media, the portrayal, it certainly hit home this week. It was so noticeable. I mean, whether it was Matt's column or or someone, or well, I hope somebody up top said, listen, you can't be like that every time. People are starting to get annoyed. And uh, he definitely changed his, his tone. Um, but in terms of our of our players, I mean, he's been here two years now. Um, comfort zone. And the people like Atkinson, remember, he was the one who signed them. And there's talk of Sykes perhaps not being able being you know good enough kind of thing these are his signings you can only just blame other people's signings and other other people's culture he's been there for two years now We've got to change that got to change that sort of blame culture at the club which is which is clearly there but the other thing I've I've got to say I mean you, you said Matt it's not a not a pleasant place to go I mean if he was like that in real life like he is when he with the media I mean players would not would not sign for him again, but you see players that follow him around, Matty James, King, yeah. whatever. They're intelligent lads, they, they, they're they very intelligent lads. You can see the way they speak, whatever. If he was like that day to day, they would not follow him around. He's definitely got a different persona in front of the media we've um, seen it, and that he's got with the players, we've um, seen it. and that's very I, popular. I, I, I believe that's his that's his uh what they call USP, that's his uh, mm. selling point. That's what makes him this kind of uh, iconic manager that's gonna come in and sort people out, this this hard man kind of image. But in reality, I don't think he is. I think this is what this is what clubs want. And that let's face it, that's all we what we all cl- clambered for. I did. I thought he's yeah. the right man, he's gonna come in and sort them out. Um, but I, I believe I think he, he takes his own boys wherever he goes, which all manage, managers do. There's no doubt about it. But this idea that people are taking it easy. Well, it's his responsibility to make sure they're not. And, and, and yet we can't keep blaming people, especially when it's his signings. That's the thing. You cannot throw people under the bus that you brought in. Check out their characters. Someone like Atkinson is laid back or is this or whatever. Check it out before you sign the guy. Don't blame him when, you know, after he's been there for 18 months or so.
1: Okay, right. Let's have a look at the starting lineup. And it is exactly the same as the last game, Matt. And there was there was an assumption from many corners of the ground that King would not be in the starting lineup, and that Atkinson would be coming back in. but we we see at two o'clock that the starting lineups exactly the same,
2: yeah, i I didn't think Atkinson would come in um even though sort of Nigel Pearson said what he'd said. I still felt that he was going to be making a point. Um, I don't, I don't know how you come up against what must be the most informed side in the, the division. If not, they'll certainly be in the top six of that. I've not looked, but they, I think that was yesterday was six, six wins, wins out on of the eight bench. or six wins out of seven. Yeah. No, they lost to Coventry, didn't they? So, um,
1: oh, of course, yeah, it was
2: five, five and then, yeah. So six out of um, seven, um, I don't know how you, you do that. I don't know. You don't look at who they might be playing, as in that Daryl um, DK up front, and then think that two centre-halves in Carl in Naismith and Andy King, both of whom aren't naturally centre-halves. Now, we can debate the Naismith the one all day long, but Andy King certainly isn't. I just found really, really strange. Um, he had other options. He could have gone to a four. Tanner did nothing wrong at Rotherham and obviously was, was dropped out. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the King one, I, I think the King one and Patch, if, if he'd played well in the last game against Stoke, no one would have argued with it, really. And, and you know, we were there at Rotherham, he played well at Rotherham, mm. um, he played well at Watford, or against Watford, I should say. But he didn't have a good game against Stoke, was it fault for both goals, and you've got Atkinson available. So yeah, for me, that that was a strange one.
1: Yeah, and to be fair, yesterday for the 52 minutes he played, he didn't really put a foot wrong. Uh, obviously, got but, an injury, um, but it's a question of. Um, I think I heard Jeff talking about it on the radio on the way home, saying about the fact that he, he's a midfielder yeah. and playing in defence. You haven't got that time to think. Things come naturally to you in your natural position. Of you uh, so there, there's, there's, yeah, multiple discussion points here
2: it's that thing patch and, and yesterday and when we do the ratings and i've not done them yet so it'll be it will be doing it as we go but um how many of our players affected the game yesterday and that's the thing with andy king for me in that role he's not affecting the game at all whether either from a defensive point of view um or even bringing the ball out and playing it like you'd expect a midfielder who's playing in defense to do we don't do that. The amount of sideways and backwards passing yesterday, there was one moment where um someone had t- tweeted, City can't string two passes together. And I took round to the blow and went, what are you talking about? Naismith and King have just played <laughs> 10 passes to each other. And it was, it was like, what are you doing? I don't,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um well, I mean, the, the person we often look to for that spark is Alex Scott. And I thought yeah. yesterday he was a bit off the pace. Oh, very um, off pace. Yeah. Andy Viman yeah, was completely out of the game at times over on the right. Uh yeah, we'll get to we'll get to that a bit later. But I, I think it's time for Andy Viman to come back in behind the front too. Um and work Match. something else out on the right. Can you imagine? And and mm. you know, you you've both played at level. Can you imagine your manager at the time
2: after you'd scored your best ever goal scoring season, your best ever assist, and your manager says, Right, I'm, I need you at right wing back. That that to me is a case of and and I, I, I references, but but Ian Gay often says it's a, an antic, not a tactic, and he's dead right. It's about I've got to get Andy Vyman on the pitch. Mm. That shouldn't be the case. And if you if you don't think that he's in form enough, or that Naki Wells and Tommy Conway and Alex Scott are ahead of him in in those forward positions, then he's on the bench. Don't don't waste him at right wing
0: back. It's ridiculous.
1: Go on, Dean. No, I I'm so <laughs> frustrated.
0: Um, no, no, listening to every time we see that team sheet come out and we see those, in, in particular, those two players playing in those positions, you know we are going to have a rearguard action. You know it's going to be we're, we're we're offering offering the, the team to come at us. I I feel sorry for Andy Byman. I mean, I I in the funny enough, the highest level I played was the Western League, and I played for a few games at fullback. And I mean, I'm I was always a f- forward player. it's like playing a different game you look you're you're completely you're looking the wrong way you're having to read the line it's it's a completely different mindset and I admire the guy for 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 doing what he's done but he's of course he's not a fullback but it's happened before look what he's done he's 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 put the youngsters back there he's put Scott back there Sam Bell was the most ludicrous one of all this this is why I think myself and certainly a it seems to be a majority of the of the of the fans are starting not to trust him because he's he's that pig-headed he will do something like that. I mean just to lighten up the mood. I mean the funniest thing I heard is they said if uh, if uh, Andy Andy if, if the goalie came out and Andy Vyman was knocked out they'd, lo- they'd lay him on the ground just to go going goal just yeah. just the fact to keep him yeah. on the pitch. You, we know that Andy Vyman is not a fullback. We actually he wasn't having a great season actually his preferred position issue. I mean last year the year I think was a one off for him but the guy affects the game in other positions we've seen when he goes forward he's trying to get into the box he's trying to create chances Andy King completely another one that uh, again I feel for the guy I mean you you don't expect to be playing centre half at at, you know at his stage of his career he does a job for us of course he will but he's not going to affect the game look when Atkinson came on yesterday at least he went to try to break the lines he tried to come forward uh, as you said, guys, there's two players there because they're out of position. All they're in is survival mode. The pair of them, absolute survival mode. They just want to get through the 90 minutes without do you know, without making a rick. And I don't blame them. Um, so we we are playing, we are playing effectively with with you know eight or nine men every game when, when he does that. And that's that that's the frustration for me. And then you've got then you've got Naismith with his with with his. Certain characteristics, of course. We, I, I like the guy, but he's, he's, he's got, he's got mistakes in him, and then, and Zach's always got a mistake mm-hmm. in him. So you've basically got a really soft back line there. I thought Cam tried to, try to get forward yesterday. I thought of, of all the back line, he was probably the, the, I would say okay, the most solid, okay. the one I yeah. trusted. Yeah. But he's been out of favour as well. So, so for me, for me, yeah, you're right, you're right, Matt. What you're saying, we do need that defensive midfielder to to, to basically sit in front of a back five that that are dysfunctional. Yeah. Um, and it's and they they we're always going to lead goals, and at the moment, unfortunately, because our midfielder doing are doing what they are, they're pretty lackluster. Even the likes of Scotty, we're not even creating the chances, and when they do come, the two lads up front, bless their hearts, they snatch at the chances or whatever, and once they've gone, we know we're going to get go behind. So, no, it's for me that. As soon as the team sheet comes out, I'm almost, you know, you're almost resigned to what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, and we started the season, Matt, with the idea that we'd have Kane Wilson at right wing back, and obviously he got injured, he's, and there's no yeah. real backup there, is there for right well, wing? You,
2: back? You, you've got George Tanaka play there, um and you know he has played there, and he's also played obviously wide of the three, hasn't he? Um mm. But you're right. I mean, I, I, Kane was right back, though, is not he? Yeah, Kane featured in a couple of the videos, so so hopefully. He may be back, you know, in 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 January, but you know, let's let's be fair about it. He wasn't favoured when he was fit, um, and couldn't <laughs> couldn't get in the team, could he? Um, yeah, true. So that that will be interesting. But I'd rather see a Kane Wilson or a George Tanner players that are more accustomed to yeah. play there and play themselves into form than sticking. And Andy then where Heide where there. would you
1: would you go? Would you go Vyman in behind the front two and then Scott and James or Williams?
2: Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I mean, personally, the best midfield performance I've seen this season has been um, Masengo and Scott. I think Cardiff. Um, I you know it's we have no energy in there. Matty James, everything is so slow and 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 I contradict myself because when he's been out of the side and comes back in, you've mm. seen some of the stability that he brings, but it's it's not enough. And and I want Joe Williams to be the player that. We all want him to be. He's just not. He's just not affecting the game enough, is he? Um, and that's where we lost it yesterday for me. Like you you referenced it. We were all talking about it yesterday. And we've not even mentioned this in our WhatsApp group. But that 35 ran the show, didn't he?
1: Yeah. No, he was fantastic. Right. Let's get to the game. 30-odd <laughs> 30, 30 yeah. minutes into the podcast. Right. Here we go. Uh, third minute. Wells shows great control uh, just outside the box. And Conway just can't get the ball from out from under his feet. But... Uh, and then the next thing, Naismith flicks it on to Wells, who feeds Conway. He's through, but the keeper is very quick to close him down, and his shot is saved. So a good start, Dean. You know we're used to these sort of explosive starts. Two good opportunities early on.
0: No, they were they were good opportunities. I was actually quite enthused. I thought um, we tend to we tend to start well, don't we? But uh, again, we've said in the past on pods that if we don't score, take one of those chances. Uh, it's going to bite us in the bum, and that's exactly what happened. I I thought. Uh, if I, looking back at the chance with Conway, uh, uh, yeah, he probably should have dinked it. But then they had three defenders who came in pretty, pretty quickly. Um, he did what he did what he could. Um, it would have been nice for him to stick it away. But those, yeah, those two guys are linking up well. And as I said, if we start with energy, we've got to take our chances because uh, we know what happened next.
1: Matt, it shows how important it is to have that warm up and to hit the ground running because quite often, first five minutes, we get one or two chances and you almost just needed that chance to come 10 minutes later, don't you?
2: Yeah. I mean, we, we probably say I'd say 85% of our podcasts. We always start with, <laughs> we started brightly and had a chance, didn't we? Um, I thought Tommy and, and Dean would have seen it back on the TV. I, from where I was in the stand, I thought he was trying to lift it and it was just a really good save. Um, and I mean, it was actually a really good save. He was out really quick to it, wouldn't he? But, but you're right. It, it, it possibly comes too early and I, I was reflecting on the kind of overall game afterwards and thought, you know, we had the, the majority of possession and the majority of chances and yet feel like we feel about it. And goals do change games, but I'm not sure yesterday, you, you don't know, dear, if we score early, you don't know what that does for West Brom, but um, it, it wasn't as though it was a game devoid of anything for us and the start was, was, was proof in that. We did start brightly and we created a couple of really good chances.
1: Ninth minute, ball threaded in between Vyman and Viner and Phillips is away. Max caught in two minds, whether to come or not. He doesn't and Phillips finishes right-footed. With a great finish and it's 1-0. Matt, should O'Leary have come for that one?
2: Yeah, for me, he should have. Um, I mean, <clears throat> Andy Viman playing in that wing-back role, Matt Phillips playing wide, it's his man. Um, he, he's away from him by half the pitch, isn't he? He's like completely lost him. Zach Viner um completely loses his um shape and loses his shirt. Your um, shirt, yeah. Um sorry, Dean's just changing shirt, so I've currently got Dean's torso <laughs> on the <laughs> it's just, it's, sorry lads. It's, it's very hot, right, <laughs> it's not full, it's
1: not full time yet, <laughs> Dean. Uh, yeah.
2: Um Zach Viner kind of loses his man, but but initially Max is going and and again I'm not had the to, to see it on the TV, but then he retreats. But by retreating Mm. He makes up Phillips's mind. He kind of opens the goal up for him. And you're right, Patch. It was a really good finish, but a really poor goal to concede.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And your your take on that one, Dean? I think I I was looking at it and thinking, why isn't Max coming for that?
0: Yeah, I know. But there was, I mean, there's one hell of a gap between the, the you know Vyman rushes out. Veiner's arguably. I mean, it must be tough for Zach Veiner. He's playing. He's playing with Andy Vyman. He's got. He's got. Uh, He's got Kingy alongside him as well. I mean, he, sometimes he doesn't make the best decisions. Positionally, they were they were all wrong. And then, as I said, with the goalie, we'll talk about the second goal as well. I think positionally, he was he was at he was at fault there. I think that's that's the that's the key with Max. We've seen it uh, with the famous Callis goal as well. The big debate. You remember when he came out? When should he come? When should yeah. he stay? And that 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 is a part of his game. He's got to look at.
1: Yeah, we'll come on to the second goal a bit later. Fifteenth minute, city corner taken by Naismith. Terrific left foot inswinger flicked onto the bar by a West Brom defender. And Dean, we've seen those go in in the past. But what was best for me about that was a terrific corner.
0: Now, it's quality cross. I mean, you put you put it in with pace, whip it in like that. I mean, anybody's going to get a touch, and uh, we saw that again yesterday. I thought our our crossing was well when it happened was poor. We 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 we. We tended to hit the first man. How many times have we said that? But the one player that has that quality is Naismith. And uh, now, for me, it was it was unlucky because uh, how many times do we see those kind of goals uh, fly in um, at all levels? You can't you can't defend that kind of quality. And um, I was listening in the week we were talking about um, you know our dead our, our dead ball. We almost don't we don't expect anything to come from dead ball situations, corners. Yeah, albeit, but certainly free kicks. The the days of the you know Mickey Bell's and the Tins and those kind of people Barnards who, who you thought this is going where it needs to go at the moment we're not too sure it's a bonus when that happens but that that particular delivery yesterday was dangerous
1: and um, yeah we, we we don't do enough of it yeah twentieth minute I just got a note here to say number thirty five I think his name is Okay Yusulu or Yoks Yokusulu. <laughs> apologies um, but everything was going through him it was pass in pass back pass in pass back. Turn around, find a man. It was just a great display. I think he's, I think he's Turkish, but yeah, fantastic player, Matt.
2: I thought he was outstanding. Yeah, um, and and a couple of little things. He, a couple of dark arts is where well. he went. He went down a bit easy at times. In um, but you get that with some of the European players. But yeah, everything good for West Brom stemmed from him. He was the pivot, wasn't he? The um, yeah, just and and ran the show. You know, yeah. against Matty James, Alex Scott and, um, and Joe Williams in there, he absolutely
1: ran the show. Yeah. 24th minute, Dean, that double save from Max O'Leary when he's on the floor and then yeah. a, a, another block from Joe Williams. I was so pleased for Max there because, you know, I thought he was probably at fault or or could have done better with closing down on the goal for him to, to produce that double save. That's the Max O'Leary that we've seen um, produce moments like that.
0: Yeah, no, he's certainly capable of that. But uh, there's no doubt it should have been 2-0 down. I mean, the lad should have put that away. I think he was the full Was I it from it was a corner? Three. Yeah. Was that the corner? Yeah, and he, and he, yeah, yeah. And looking looking back, uh, the follow-up, he kind of got his... I think he got his studs, his studs stuck in the ground or something because <laughs> yeah. he didn't get a connection. Any connection, That uh, being that close in, it would have taken it through, Max. Yeah. And that that was the lead-off. I thought, I thought, well, come on, we're still in this game. And, it, you know during a spell where we did, we did have some of the play, uh, but no, it, yeah, no, we know Max is is, is capable of that. And um, I was glad he did keep us in it.
1: Yeah. 43rd minute, Max, a long ball forward from Viner. Uh, it's headed clear, but only as far as Conway who shoots and it's brilliantly pushed onto the bar uh, that moment there. I thought that was the equalizer coming at just the right time, just before halftime.
2: It was a, a tactic yesterday, wasn't it? it was to, to try and go. I mean, we were going long. There's no two ways about it. But I've got a feeling Naki challenged for it. And whether he, he knocked it back to Tommy or whether it's because of his challenge. The only thing you could levy it, Tommy, was if he keeps it low, he probably scores. It was one of those where they often say, "Then it was a good height for the keeper. That said, it was a really, really top draw save. Yeah. Um, and again, you could be talking about going in 1-1 and probably had been, well, one of those, were we the better team or was it more a case of we had more of the ball and probably created the better chances, but I still think West Brom were the better team, which is kind of a, well, again, I a think, bit of a juxtaposition, isn't it? But Yeah,
1: I think West Brom probably just went 1-0 up, controlled yeah. the play, and then we turned it up a little bit. You know, the yeah. last 15 minutes, certainly we were we were on top. Um, but yeah, it's just such a shame, Dean. That that one didn't go in. And I think Tommy's just gone for power, just, just to you know got yeah. it on target, and the keeper's tipped it onto the bar.
0: Well, we were a little—he was a little bit fortunate to get it back where he did because it, uh, to answer your question, Matt, I watched it this morning. The defender yeah. headed it straight out to him, did and you've got to put the guy under pressure. But then that's how. Probably 90 percent of the goals are created in the championship, isn't it? It's through yeah. it's through someone putting someone under pressure and making an error. We know that. Uh but yeah, I, looking he had time and he had time and space, but probably because the ball sat up, he couldn't he couldn't sort of get over it to to you know, yeah. to, to keep it low, which would undoubtedly would have scored. But, the yeah, he got power in it. You've just got to say it's a great save. And I yeah. thought our tails were up. And I must admit, going in at half time, I thought, we you know, we were still in it. And then the yeah. second half was a different story, of course.
1: Yeah, there was one last little bit, 46th minute into injury time. We had three shots blocked. They were, you know, just a bit of a melee in the 18-yard box. But, again, that moment... Um, in the last home game, where where Stoke got that goal at half, just before half just time. Just what I was going to say. Yeah, it could have made such a difference.
4: This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me via email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. In addition, we are always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City Archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. Thank you.
1: Halftime summary from Rob, a strong last 15 from us, but unable to make the breakthrough, our general pressure being good. Up until then, West Brom had definitely had the upper hand on us, simple and fairly soft goal to concede, one straight pass through the inside channel behind our back line. A good finish, you'd have to say the chance for Conway just before minutes was probably easier. Wallace, as always, remains a threat, but we need to stay on the front foot in the second half to get anything out of the game. First note I've got in the second half, Matt, is, you alluded to it earlier, the ironic jeers from the crowd as Atkinson, Atkinson comes on for the injured Andy King. I didn't really see what happened to Andy King, did you?
2: No, I couldn't see it. It seemed to be a um, a lower limb sort of injury, ankle. I think it was ankle, um, Matt. He yeah, took it his boot, like up, boot off yeah. pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. I think. But I couldn't see a challenge, couldn't see a, a, a strain or anything. Um, and... And I know, I know it's football, and and I'm not going to sit here and say that I've not done it at times because I will have done, and certainly I gave um, Jimmy Lumsden stick when he took Bob Taylor <laughs> off once. But um, who was actually I at Ashton Gate yesterday? Uh, Jimmy Lumsden was. No, Bob oh, Taylor. Bob Taylor. Oh, are you yeah. joking?
1: Apparently, yeah. I, oh, I didn't right. see him with my own eyes, but a couple of people said he was just milling yeah, in around. For,
2: in like the former players? <laughs> no, though, all? no. Oh, right. Okay. Um, yeah, I I don't like to see it. Um, it, it, I don't know that that does, you know, Pearson's point, I don't know that that sort of thing does much for anybody other than maybe Rob Atkinson getting a bit of a a kind of lift from him but it just is a bit of then a negativity and I, and please, I'm not, I'm, I don't mean to sound critical because like I say, everyone pays their money each to their own, Atkinson should have started for me 100% um, but I think again it's a, a case of a lot of fans now have lost their patience and um, and are now starting to make that known. Um, And I felt yesterday was was really the first time at Ashton Gate where I've definitely felt that that tide has turned. Now um, I feel
1: I felt for Andy King in that moment as well because he's yeah because he, it he, makes
2: it look like he's well, you know, he's he's, that he's going
1: off. He's playing in a position he's been told to yeah. play. Um, who knows if he wants to play there or not? Yeah, uh, he's he's got injured. Um, yeah. He's had a few bad injuries in his couple yeah. of years at Bristol City, and just had a, a, a newborn as well. So congratulations oh, to that. Yeah, to, congratulations. Uh, to Andy and family on that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, hopefully you're. But you're really right, Patch. It, it sure. makes it look like you're glad
2: he's going off when he, again, yeah, he, he didn't. He did do something wrong ain't stoked, but he hadn't done anything wrong yesterday. So yeah.
1: OK, 71st minute, Tanner and Sykes on for Vyman and Williams. Dean, what th- was your thinking on that and how we then lined up thereafter? Yeah, you know, I'm I
0: just I I'm just bemused. I mean, we're chasing the game and he makes that kind of change, you know. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, Semenya's on the bench, get the guy on. Just get the guy on. We know he's off form at the moment, but just get the guy on. It shows an intent, but to to fiddle around again with the back. I mean, again, is that is that is that because Atkinson's on, he wants certain players to play with him? I don't know. I mean, um, for 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 me. For me, he's that stubborn with this back five. He's not that we can say switch to a four. I've heard so many people switch to a four. He's never going to switch to a four. That he just w- will not do it. When you pl- when you're playing uh, the players that he does at wing back, um, so no, it, it it was really frustrating. And though that you're bringing on lads that are, are going to obviously again again try and be solid and try and survive the, survive the last 20, 30 minutes. They're not going to affect the game. And that's the frustration. You've got to bring on impact players, haven't you? I mean, that's the whole point of a substitution. Substitution, and especially with the number that we've got at the moment. And it's just like he's he's, he's fiddling around all the time, and um, uh, it's no
1: bizarre, absolutely bizarre. Yeah, Matt, did you share that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I couldn't understand. Look, we love Alex Scott. Alex Scott was having a really poor game yesterday, not affecting the game at all. I felt it was an opportunity to put Viman into that role, yeah, and shift it around there. Um, Joe Williams, Matty James, you know, again it comes back to that um kind of nepotism point with Matty James. Matty James has got no energy, but Pearson just trusts him, doesn't he? So he's he's gonna keep him on. Um, but for Semenyo not to come on when we're losing the game, um, and actually the way we were playing yesterday, the only way it seemed as though we were gonna get him, you know, get anything out of it was in behind them. And you felt that Semenyo's pace might do that. Um, so yeah, a, a strange one, and it's not it's not with hindsight. I've said it many times before. I genuinely think Nigel Pearson's in-game management is poor. I don't think he makes changes that affect the game at all.
1: Just on that, you know, obviously went to Rotherham, um, and we saw a number of times Naismith threading the ball through. That's yep. how both goals came from from memory, yep. um, and that I saw I saw Naismith on the ball, and I saw Wells and Conway make him runs, but they weren't. Played what? No. What was the difference? I think ne- one time I, was, I saw Naismith ping it out wide to Vieman or Sykes. Yeah, it an
2: unbelievable pass yeah. out to Vieman, did That led to a chance. But I, I mean, I actually think West Brom pressed, went out of possession really, really well. I think that was the difference. So I think was the they, opposition was the difference. Yeah, I, I genuinely think they they realised that a lot of our play stems from Naismith. Shame that we couldn't do the same with their thirty-five, wouldn't it? But they did, and and I think that stopped it. But there were opportunities, Patch. I think. We were so slow to move the ball at times that we missed those opportunities.
1: Every time Naismith got the ball, I saw Wells and or Conway yep. Yep. running the channels or running yep. along the line to cut to stay on yep. side. Um, yeah, just uh, yep. I think we just be should be making more of that because it clearly yeah, was working well. Right, 75th minute. We're 2-0 down. There's the ball lost in midfield. Not sure who by. Naismith. Uh, Naismith. Ball comes forward. Viner and Tanner close down Asante. Max starts to come uh maybe trying to make up for the 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 goal in the first half then decides not to and there's an opportunity and it's taken asante lobs max and another great goal dean to be fair it was a it was a great finish but he gave him the space to do it yeah no it was a great finish but
0: look at look at the run he made as well i mean he was in acres of space the guy just threaded it through on the shoulder of i don't know who the defender was running with him but uh Just had had so much time. And then, as I said, I watched it. I watched it back this morning. Max was going to come for it. I mean, at one point, he literally started to come and then thought, oh my goodness. Then dithered a bit and stood there. And uh, yeah, he gave the, it was a a great finish, but he gave the lad the chance. And I thought, as soon as he dinked it, that's in. And uh, yeah, no, that's that's the sucker punch because I mean it's just the wonder goal. I was watching the uh, the West Brom fans, the interviews afterwards. I mean, they were just thought that was the best thing ever they'd seen, and they want that <laughs> buy in every week. I mean, them I in mean, the place well, he's, buzzing
2: for. He's the lad that they signed from Salford. That was that's on. right. If you oh, watch yeah. the um, full time, the the Man United Salford sort of. I mean, it's, it's, that's disrespectful. The ex-Man United players, class of ninety two, class of ninety two. Thanks, Patch. But he's the <laughs> he's the lad that they followed throughout that if you watch the early series where he was living in a, a flat with no furniture and what have you. So he's you know he's he's come up and but wasn't I don't think he was a huge amount of money that they paid for him. So again going back to Dean's point and your point mm. about tins and having to find these little nuggets, mm. there are those players out there, but he's also taken a little time to settle in and, and corberon is choosing as and when to play him isn't he? So
1: Yeah, yeah and there's um it was a uh, say fantastic finish, and we, we expect that with West Brom. We know they've got that level of quality. Obviously, yes. it was a bit of an anomaly, us going up to the Hawthorns and beating them, because yeah. um, we're used to that we're level to of not... quality with yeah. West Brom. Yeah. Um, right, 79th minute. Semenyo does now come on with Bell for Naki Wells and Alex Scott. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on that one? Um, I again it's new too little, too it's too late
2: Or yeah I mean so should have been on well before then um I think the the probably the talking point was the change in formation in Naismith going into midfield um which he then had kind of no influence whatsoever and and to me looked a little bit lost in there and it's 10 minutes 15 minutes with the injury time I guess but it felt as though all the fans that are clamoring to play Naismith in midfield, Maybe that's why we're not playing him in midfield. Um, but, that, I mean, that's a bit of a stupid point, I suppose, because it was 10 minutes. In a game, we're losing 2-0. You're not, you're not seeing him, the best of him. He's not trained there, etc. But that was the talking point for me, was that it, it then meant Naismith going into midfield.
1: Now, i think for you. Obviously, we want to get so many on the pitch, but put Sam Bell put himself about as well? Yeah, well, you're giving the lad,
0: uh, like I say, these cameo appearances. He's gonna, he's gonna run about. Of course, he is. But it's funny. It just came to me now. Naismith, You know, he reminds me of in terms of his was well, positional sense, and that it was old David Rennie. I mean, he, there's someone who, some, someone who played centre half, midfield. And um, you know, listening to the recent uh, interview on the other side, they—I uh, was listening to David Rennie, and he always preferred playing centre half because he could they play don't... with the game in front of him. Yeah. Um, so we always imagine him as as that midfielder. But Naismith's that kind of player because he's—he he likes to see the play in front of him, those raking balls. So I. I as much as we want it we want more out of him, I i actually think he would be lost in midfield and uh because we're that desperate for somebody to make a difference in that's because we that's haven't got anyone key. who's creative.
3: Yeah, so the only key.
0: creative player we've got in the side, Naismith, we're playing him at centre half. I mean, if he put it like this, if he was scoring goals from center half, we try and play him up front, it's that same kind of principle. <laughs> the guy is effective from there. So I, I, I can't see him doing that. Now um and I all I can imagine him as a player would like to have the play in front of him because that's that's the way he is. And uh, as I said, David Rennie was exactly the same, a similar type of type of player. Um, Sam Bell again, I feel sorry for the lad. He comes on. He tries to he tries to run about again. I would have thought Sam Bell was prime for. a prime for a loan move out somewhere. I mean, look how it's benefited Taylor and people like that. I think Sam's probably a victim of where we are at the moment because he's not getting the game time, so he's just getting scraps. And obviously, you know, scoring a few in the under twenty ones is is mm. is helping. But um, no, he's not going to come on and and change the game. And I do believe, I do believe, in January, if we are to make those signings. As Matt said, priority number one is is a decent midfielder, someone who can put his foot on the ball and dominate a bit more, and give us a bit of energy. But also the spine, we we do we do need we do need the centre half, and we do need another striker. And where that's going to come from, I don't know. Um, you talk about that, um, Santi Thomas for them. Yes, it has taken him time to settle. Of course it is, but it's easier to settle in a side like West Brom when you've got options. We haven't is. got those options. We'll um, expect somebody to come in in January. Let's face it, whether he comes from Orient. Cheltenham, wherever, to come in and be the finished product. And as we've seen with the lads we've brought in, even now they are still finding their feet at this level. So it's a really, it's a real risk.
2: That's that's um, a really good point, Dean. That you've got signings in in Atkinson in the last couple of mm-hmm. years, Sykes Wilson, who've come from lower division teams and haven't been able to to find the consistency. Certainly in Sykes' case. I mean Wilson, I don't feel has been given any kind of opportunity mm-hmm. really. Um, it's interesting you saying about Riley Taylor. Um, someone put in our WhatsApp group in their player ratings yesterday. Riley Taylor, the kit lady's dream, <laughs> never breaks a sweat. Um, if everyone was like him, we could unplug the washing machine. Just a superb player. Which he's playing in the bottom division. Is it eight, eight and a half
1: out of ten as well?
2: Yeah. Um, are they in the bottom division, Wimbledon? Mm. I think so. If not, then the, yeah, I don't think they're in Ravers League. I think they're in the division below. But again, Riley needed that and probably would come back to us and still need time to to get to that championship level you know it is a it's a big big difference absolutely agree with everybody that talks about the championship being the poorest it's been for quite a while and it does feel as though it's been a missed opportunity for us at times um but yeah i'm, I'm with you with sam bell I, th- I think sam needs to go out on loan and get the kind of exposure that Riley Taylor's getting.
1: And get the um, kind of goals that he's getting in the under 25 Yeah, exactly. In the exactly. Football
2: League.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 91st minute, we'll just finish off. Chance for Sykes. Shoots on target, but the keeper deals with it well. And full-time, Matt, it's the first time I've heard Pearson out chance from some corners. And as you said, um, when it gets to that, it starts to get a little bit serious. It's... um.
2: You know, we, we know within just our our group of what have we got? I don't know, 15, 20 people. There's there's been a um, a,
1: a few people rumblings,
2: that, yeah, a few people that have been very clear that they, they 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 don't want Nigel Pearson in charge, and that's been the case for a while. Um, Nigel, you know, who's a, a regular contributor, you know, I've got a, a lot of respect for from a football point of view. Let us, uh, you know, he's he's a mate, but he knows <laughs> he knows his football, um, and he actually sent us something this morning didn't he that he tweeted back in july 2021 in the aston villa pre-season game (laughs) that he didn't think nigel pearson was the man to take us forward and and i i get a little bit
1: nigel's not for turning
2: yeah and and, (laughs) do you know what and and this is why i love love our group and it might be the same for the three of us now none of us you know we've all got an opinion and it's not right or it's not wrong because it's your opinion um, and the same with Nigel, with Adam, with Rob, who are very clear that they don't want Nigel Pearson in charge. No one's given them stick. But what really pees me off is when you do put something on social media, you then get all of the Warriors coming back saying, what are you talking about? Look what he's had to put up with financial fair play. He's not been able to make any signings. He's had to reduce wages. I get all of that. Carlos Corbron, with much better <laughs> players, comes into West Brom who are in relegation trouble. And look what he's done. John Eustace goes into Birmingham. You can have a club in more turmoil than Birmingham and look what he's done. So that doesn't wash for me, that whole financial fair play, because all clubs are facing that in in our league now and the leagues below. It's only the Premier League where you don't and the clubs that have come out of that Premier League. But I I look at, I, I said about it in the week and I will say it again, I look at Joey Barton at Rovers, different level, can't stand the man. But I look at what he's generating at Bristol Rovers and the atmosphere. I looked at Corberon yesterday. I long for a manager that cares and shows that kind of enthusiasm and passion. Corberon kicked, and I hope I'm saying his name right, kicked every ball, headed every ball yesterday. He was talking his players through positions all the way through the
1: game. I tell you what, Matt, we, we, we did see that in stages from Fleming or um or you just or Yule. Jason you yeah, yeah. Uh, but i don't know whether we they've don't been told seem told to not see to, that do, now, do we it, it well, seems i don't know to, yeah. that was quite refreshing
2: it was and and again you know i was watching the luton game last night and yeah they got a 2-1 win late win against norwich but rob edwards who's been in there a matter of a month he's coming off the pitch and you'd think he was luton born and bred the way he's punching his chest, and and don't get me wrong, I'm not idiotic Everyone's enough different. to, yeah, and I'm not idiotic enough to think that that makes you a brilliant manager or it's not. But I just want to see that passion. I want to see that it really matters. You know, that's
0: the thing for me. But but don't you think, guys? It wasn't that the manager we thought we were going to get. I did. I yeah, thought I... Nigel Pearson. His reputation was dogs of war. He goes into a team. It's them against the world. He. Gets everyone behind him, you know. We saw him, you know, the the classic kind of. Again, I, I I'm sure it's an act with him, but it, you know the way he treated the media, the way he, you know wrestled the player to the ground, all that nonsense. We thought at last we've got a name. Some players are going to come to come to the club because of this guy. And the last ten years younger than money with the wrestling. Ten years, yeah, perhaps he was. Perhaps he was. That's the problem. But the thing is. We got in the back of our mind. Was he kind of persuaded to come to us? Was he? Was he that keen? Was it? Was it? Oh, I think we couple I, appointment. I think you we know? approached him the
2: hundred yeah, yeah. percent. I think we were in the trouble we yeah. were, and I think there was a phone call into him to go, "Are you interested?" and I, I don't believe there's any Bristol City fan at the time that didn't think this was the oh, appointment we've been 100%,
1: out for me, me included and, and we go back the to uh, can we go back to Nigel's Nigel Whittle's Twitter account and see what yeah. his reaction was? <laughs> oh on the appointment. On the appointment. <laughs> on yeah. The appointment. Yeah, yeah, that might have been the one time that he had something to say. Uh but yeah, no, it's it's an interesting one. It's an interesting and it wasn't just at the end of the game
2: patch. There was chance from from section 82, certainly, and um, behind me. Um, maybe even from some of our our um, our contributors, <laughs> um, <laughs> piercing out long before the final whistle. Um, well, well, you've said that. You you've know.
0: said even you. You've been his biggest supporter in the group. I mean, I'm I'm probably like Matt. I'm I'm starting to, I'm starting to go into the negative camp now uh, because, as I said, I lose interest during games. It's almost like the players are just going through the motions. But you said that we're gonna you give it the Millwall and Coventry game. Let me put it to you: we lose both of those games. Where do you stand?
1: Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be very very hard to to see past that in terms of him staying on because we'll be definitely in the relegation zone by that point and and looking very worrying. Uh, um, for me, um, Dean, I'm just I'm naively desperate for everything to just work. I want peace yeah. and harmony in the world at Ashton Gate. Desperate for uh, just progression, yeah. And I I just worry that change the manager you know, is going to take time to bed in. I know you'll get that in managerial banks, but he's embedded a culture, a formation. It's almost like hitting the reset button, which could, you know, like a blackjack game, twi- stick and twist, you, you never know if you're going to get a, a king.
2: And there's no yeah. point getting rid of Nigel Pearson to bring in Neil Warnock or Steve Bruce or any of those managers that... Uh, it feels as a fan have had their time. The game's moved on. Even Dean Smith at Norwich, where, you know, Norwich, with the funds they've got, the players they've got, I will be very surprised if Dean Smith survives the week um, because there's a lot of discontent in Norwich now. Um, and you've also then got to look at okay, so, so who is there? Now, Ipswich fans would have been going, Kieran McKenna? Yeah, I've seen him stood on the sidelines against with Oli and Solskjaer at Man United, but really, is he the man? You know, he's doing well there. I'm not saying he's the answer. Um, I don't mean for us, but, you know, he's doing really well for them. They they won yesterday. I think they're certainly top two. So there are these coaches out there, but I just feel as though with the way we want to go with bringing in youngsters and having a, a ideally a team of academy players, you need a progressive coach. Liam Rossini might have been an ideal sort of candidate. Um, You know, there are others out there, but we'll all have our view, won't we? And I I, again, excuse me. I think the tide has turned.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's have a look at some tweets from yesterday. Beth Not Roof has tweeted: "Someone explain losing. So bring on two defenders. Put a defender into midfield. Take your captain, hardest working player off. Weird and hopeless." Um, Off the back of your tweet, Dean, um, we had enough comments, sorry, enough comments, (laughs) enough for me, strange decisions, didn't like his giggles with the linesman when he should be focusing and furious at his team's performance, doesn't really seem to care, he's pretty much said it himself, Uh, that's enough for me, Dean, that was a reply from Brims, Uh, that's enough for me, Plain to see, players have given up on Pearson, no desire, zero passion, I've given uh, him my backing uh, but had enough. Shane O'Connor, time for a change before it's too late. Lacks any tactical nous and doesn't seem to have any clear game plan. Can't get a tune out of the players and he's too arrogant to change his formation before the game or even in the game. Awful subs week in, week out. Um, Alistair Watt, didn't lay a glove on them and relegation battle looming. Think it's time for a change before it's too late. Nutty, Red Wazza. The wrong manager from the start. He's a dinosaur, an arrogant dinosaur at that. So lots of negativity, Matt. Lots of uh, I think I've seen a, quite a few polls. Um, yeah, it's not looking. It's not looking rosy, should we say?
2: It, it's not. And 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 again, you forget what's gone before. I I genuinely couldn't remember hearing like the Johnson eight chants when Lee Johnson was in charge. Um, obviously, Dean, we didn't didn't get to be down there, did we? When Dean left. Okay. um and and even with cots, maybe there was that night because he lost the plot a little bit, didn't he? but you've also got to look at it and and Nigel Pearson's record is dreadful you know i I go back to when we lost to Coventry three one or whatever it was three two um away last season patch um I was having conversations then with um with other sort of people about the fact that his record was only worse was only worsened by Belling and Artson. Now, that can't have improved, I'm sure, because his win rate hasn't gone up. So that that has to come in. So I, I would love to know what it is that, that the fans that are still fully behind him, what it is that make them feel that? What What are they privileged to seeing or knowing that makes that difference? Because fundamentally, with any football club at any level, it's on the pitch where it counts most. And I do still believe that the players we've got are better than we are seeing week in, week out. They're, and you've said it, Patch, and I think probably why you've, and still are sort of very pro, or not very, but you are pro, because we have
1: seen Nigel, I was just going to say that. Yeah, we've, we really know we well. can do it with that set yeah. of players. Look at the Rotherham game. Look at the the run we went on. Obviously, we had the Norwich and Burnley game just before the international break, where we played well and competed. So we know we can do it with that set of players. So whether whether the players, um, you know, are are reacting to some of the management style, who knows? It's the same group, and we know they can do it. So why can't we do it against Stoke and then? Battle with West Brom better. That's that's football, isn't it? You no, don't uh, know.
2: <laughs> you, no, you're right. You don't. You don't. Um, I just.
1: I just, just worry that a reset could have a ne- could have a negative impact. It could I, go I, one I, or two ways.
2: But I think there's also the fact that you've also you also have to look at. So and again, within our group, I know two that aren't renewing next season if Nigel Pearson stays in charge. Now that's not, yeah, I know, and that, I find that I, I do find that incredible. Because for me, you know, I've seen us bottom of the fourth division, um, so I, I've I've been to the darkest place that we've seen. I mean, there's but darker if you go beyond that. But fans are really losing their patience, and you only had to look yesterday, Patrick. know it was Boxing Day, and people had things on, but the the crowd. Well, it said twenty three thousand, but I find that no incredible. Chance. Other than, um, I mean. My it's mum, the season ticket holders not exactly. going in. There. My yeah. my mum, Trine, both didn't go yesterday. They both got a season tickets, so you've got that. Mm. Um, but I just surely, surely, Richard Gould, Brian Tinian, Steve Lansdowne, John Lansdowne are having conversations about it this morning. They must. There must be conversations that sort of say, "Look, what what are we going to do?" If your point, Patch. If we lose against Millwall and Coventry and win the relegation zone, do we do we just say we're sticking with him no matter what happens? Can you and
0: what what what, what about the Richard Gould situation? That's got to have a massive impact on huge, this. Can you can you, huge, can you imagine losing your CEO and the manager at the same time? I mean that that will unravel. There's no yeah. doubt about it. That that for me was a was a was a major impact on on where we're going this season the fact yeah. that he's going I mean you can't blame the guy it's his career or whatever I mean that's yeah. fine but um it's a real massive shame um
1: well, I, we asked, I I we asked uh, tinian in that in that um interview we did a few weeks back you know your role as technical director is to provide stability for for changes like this you know so yeah. a CEO yeah. changing a manager changing Tin- Tinian is is mr bristol city um i think that him being there will provide the stability to to enable that change definitely obviously with the ceo but if the manager changes as well we asked that question matt didn't we about yeah we did what um you know how is the academy set up in such a way that we can adapt to a new manager coming in and or a change structure it's
2: it's like you say though a new manager is going to come in with their own ideas if it's a progressive coach a, a different way of playing and and the players that we've got are they suited to that way of playing um again it, it is all about opinions you know han mosseng would absolutely be in my starting lineup that isn't the case for large numbers of fans i was talking to a fan um at the rotherham game who wanted Naki Wells gone, doesn't want Naki Wells signing the contract, whereas I think that's the you know really good bit of business. So, you know, we we all have our views on it, but I I start I'm starting to think that, you know, if we if we did a poll now, I reckon you're looking at 70% plus now that think Nigel Pearson's probably ran his course. And I guess when I when I hear him talking yesterday, Patch about, yeah, our punters weren't happy, that doesn't make me feel like a man who's who's in, like, in it with me. That doesn't make me feel like a man who absolutely cares about Bristol City. And he's quite often said, hasn't he, you know, we're laying foundations. I I might not be here when we get to where we want to get mm. to. I don't want that. I want a manager who wants to be here when we want to get to where we want to get to, who's got all of that. So, yeah. But if you say to me now, do you want to sack him? I, I just... I don't want to say it. I really don't. But I don't. I just yeah. Maybe because maybe. at the end,
0: at, at the end, <laughs> of the day, like sacking, a, sacking a manager signifies signals, um, you know, failure. And it that's that's, mean, what, yeah. that's what that's what we're looking in the in the yeah. face. I've never I've never been glad when a manager's gone. You know, no. whether it be any of them, um, or maybe Puelis was slightly different. Oh, <laughs> Driscoll. Um, yeah. you know those kind of because because you're in a you're in a low spot. You know it's inevitable, and you think, here we go again. It's always, is, like starting do, another relationship. Do you think it's it, starting to
2: feel a bit like the O'Driscoll era, though, Dean?
0: Well, I I can fit. I can like feel with it with the media.
2: Batch <laughs> <yeah>. is <laughs> <just> giving <laughs> it the uh, the cross hands in the background <laughs> on Zoom, but but do you know what I mean with the media and now with the the, the the I mean I'm not sure he ever. had I mean I've never known a manager with the support that Nigel Pearson's had. I genuinely yeah, haven't. Not, not with the results that he's had. Um, but it just feels to me as though, yeah, and it's a risk. And if you were going to do it, you, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but you go back to before the World Cup when it was still not a great run of form and you're thinking, look, if we're going to do it, now's the time. You've got a manager come in, a month to work with the players that are here, get your ideas across, which is exactly what's happened with Corberon. You know, he he went in there. I don't think they won the first couple of games. I think they even lost the first game but then he's got his style of play. That West Brom team yesterday patch, and I don't know what players played when we played them earlier on in the season to yesterday, but was chalk and cheese the way they played, wasn't it?
1: Mm. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, Right, before we uh, see in the new year, we better get to the ratings.
2: Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, Like I said, I I haven't done them before um, today, so as we go, we'll just take a a three vote on it. Um, Max has to be as a minimum of five. Um I think he 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 was culpable for the, the goal. Um certainly the first one, the second one, maybe a bit of no man's land. Did he do anything else? So I don't think he's as low as a four, but I think he's definitely a five.
0: Yeah, five for me. Right.
2: Yeah. Zach again got, got caught out. Um a number of times we we seem to play the ball to Zach and Zach it's he did it one lovely outside of the foot sort of pass it landed perfectly to Viman. I'm not sure that he actually meant to do that but um, it's like when I hit a fade in golf um, I didn't need to, to do it but yeah so I'm going five for Zach as well um, yeah I didn't think they were tested massively defensively in the way that they have been. They weren't put under loads of pressure with balls in the air and stuff. But yeah, I didn't feel it was great. Naismith, I've got to go five as well. I don't think Naismith really influenced the game. I don't think it was a a poor game where you'd go a four, but I don't think he had anything like the influence I would expect from him. Um, Didn't really do anything. Rob Atkinson, when he came on, I'll give Rob a six because he tried to break the lines like Dean said um you know, he had what 20 minutes so you know it would be harsh to mark him any lower than that let's not
1: forget as well I mean, You know when atkinson's been playing most of the season the, the way he brings the ball forward and makes things happen as well yeah. you know that that that's quite that quite, was quite critical yeah. to our success early on yeah no absolutely um campering
2: actually was was probably my man in a match um i thought i thought cam tried to keep going i thought he was solid at the back um but only worthy of a six. It wasn't a seven performance, Um, so six for Cam. Joe I'll go Andy King at the back. Um, Andy didn't probably do anything wrong, but in the same way as I'm saying about Naismith, I I can't really go a six because as a midfielder, I expect him to do more on the ball and to bring it out and to find the passes, and he didn't, so it's got to be a five. Um, Joe Williams, five. And there's a theme here, but um, Joe didn't really do anything. Again, probably not to the extent where you're going, it's a four because it was just an absolutely dreadful performance, but just didn't do enough. And similarly with Matty James, um, a five. Alex Scott, a five. Um, Alex, Alex, possibly could border on a four because it, it, it just was so unlike an Alex Scott performance oh, his, yesterday. Like Vyman like and exactly
1: games gone yeah. by, he set his standards so exactly. high. Exactly,
2: yeah. Um, but I'm not going to put Alex Scott below a Matty James or a, um, right. a Smith. so five for him. Similarly, Weiman, um we can keep saying about Andy Vyman, he's playing right wing back. Yeah, he's out of position. We're not going to get the best out of him, but yeah, um, five for him. And then the front two, um, Tommy and Naki. Really difficult because they weren't getting the sort of chances. They don't we don't get balls in the box. Dean said it earlier on. When do we cross the ball in the box? Well, at they, all?
1: they seem to be the only ones doing that.
2: Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Naki has to go out wide and do it. Um Tommy probably will feel himself. He should have scored. Um, but I don't know that with either of them I would go two fives. I think they probably, did they, they do what I would expected. Naki didn't get anything of the ball. Um, didn't really influence it. So probably on, on the way that I've gone through today, probably is a five for Naki. And maybe even the same for Tommy. Although I do think Tommy did create some chances, didn't he? But... So i'll give you i'll give you boys that vote whether it's a five
0: i give i give i give tommy a, a six at like like yeah. i say lisi lisi looked like he was getting in the space and uh, yeah you can argue that the the, the first one certainly well both were good saves i'd have liked to think he would have stuck one away but let's what do we all say get it on target and he did they weren't bad yeah. misses yeah um, but six yeah what you well, I, what you conway expect.
1: finished conway finished the game mackie wells didn't so i think six yeah. and five six and five okay um, so that, just that just on that well, on that back line, Matt. Obviously, you've mm. got uh, Vyman, King, Naismith, Zach, and Pring. Mm. Yeah. Um. Obviously, taking maybe Pring and Vyman out of the equation, I saw far too much when we're two nil down of passing to each other. Yeah, agreed. They're, they're agreed. looking for that perfect opportunity to make to find the perfect run. Sometimes you've just got to play that pass. Forwards. The, the amount of sideways and backwards was just frustrating.
2: Is that not having that midfielder though that comes and gets it? And yeah. now, you know, I'm not gonna say I was always his biggest fan for the entire time he was here, but Marlon Pack used to do that really well. Come and get the ball, he would then move into the space. We don't see that enough from Matty James and Joe Williams. Um and as much as I, I love Joe Williams's character, and but if Joe Williams and Matty James left in the summer. No. None of us are going to be disappointed and think, oh my God, what we've lost there. Whereas I am with Han Noah, because I do, st- I'll still say it. I do still think there's a player there.
1: Um, I think there's a player there with Joe Williams for sure, but we just need to see it now. I, yeah.
2: I don't, I don't know what we need to do to get that from him. Um, we're not seeing enough. and I, I mean, this, that is yesterday at 5.25, which feels about right, if I'm honest. Yeah. 2-0 home defeat. Yeah. Yeah, Probably and then for Nigel there. i mean he, he got he got a four against stoke it's got to be a four for yesterday because it's a 2-0 defeat it's another <clears throat> tactical decision that he made with, with Andy King and not Atkinson with not bringing Antoine Semenya on and and like i said his in-game management for me he just doesn't seem to change the the course of the game
1: yeah, absolutely okay right Moving on to a Millwall, then uh, three days' time, I think uh, yeah, Thursday too. Yeah, two days. Crikey, thick yeah. and fast, and then another two or three days after that. So Covent to Coventry away. Um, Did you see
2: the Casey Palmer interview? No, he's, no. Um, he was being interviewed. I'm assuming after yesterday's game, but saying they've got two tough games against Bristol, um, <laughs> or he's got one against. Who are they playing first? I can't think. But then said Bristol and not Bristol City, hmm. um, and the the. Um reporters sort of said, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm sure the Bristol game's a game you want to win. And he said something along the lines and I'm paraphrasing of, yeah, more than any other game in the league. <laughs> oh, God. So
1: I'm looking forward to that commentary trip patch. Yeah. yeah, that uh, most former players who aren't from Bristol say Bristol. And yeah. they don't seem they don't see a problem with it. You know, i no. said numerous times at the start of Robins Reunited, just say Bristol City. Yeah. Uh, and they soon slip back into Bristol. Yeah. <laughs> but there we go. Um, right. Well, I think we'll leave it there. I think this is this is um quite a lengthy podcast, but um thank you very much, Dean, as always, for your just the final thing. Sorry,
2: mate. One final you're, thing. You're you're the Lansdanes this morning. Sack or keep Dean. What no, today, now today? today,
0: today. Today. Uh geez you bugger. Uh, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer this. Keep today, sack after commentary. We lose the next two. Right,
1: patch. You yeah, the same? I said, I, I said the same, and even, even then, I'm. Um... It will be
0: with a heavy heart, won't it?
1: And
2: and that's no, the, that's the thing, will. and and that's that's the bit as well, though patch. It's with a heavy a heart, heart for a manager that hasn't really engaged with the fans. Yeah. it's a really
1: unusual situation for me. But but as you said. You've you've seen him behind the scenes and know that he is well loved. Uh, I mean, the, at the high the, performance centre, absolutely, yeah. In the yeah. main, um, yeah. so yeah, it's a really tough one because, as Dean said, Dean hit the nail on the head when he said you're almost admitting defeat by pulling the trigger.
2: But is it um, is it two defeats and he goes, or if it's one defeat, one draw? If it's one win, one defeat. I think you know two, I mean? it's de- just two defeats. How how is... long does that carry on in there? Two,
1: two defeats is verging on the the dreaded word of untenable.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But, Where's uh, the last
0: place you want to go when you need a result? Millwall yeah. away
1: on a wet Thursday night. And, and uh, do you know, Capital Dean? Theater. I
0: didn't
2: realize, realize they're in the playoffs as well. they um, yeah, so, doing very well. Yeah, doing yeah. very well.
1: Well, um, after that, you after that you've got the FA Cup. So who knows what happens there with in terms yeah. of player selection and whatever after the Lincoln game, um, and then it's two, from it's basically two weeks from the Coventry game to the next league game at home. To I think someone Vermont. someone
2: said yesterday we're the only club in the bottom seven that haven't changed their manager
1: this season. Um, and, and that's not be has got to be one of the longest-serving managers in the league, has not he? Well, it must be getting there, mustn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the stats, but. Anyway, um, I'm heading off to, I think it's called the Paul Selleck Stadium this afternoon. It is, yeah, yeah, Mangotsfield. Uh, is he Tom Selleck's brother? or? I don't know, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not sure. Yeah. Um, hopefully he's got a moustache of some sort. But uh, yeah, Mangotsfield United, um, home to <laughs> someone, I'm not sure who, but uh, it's always a Who's always manager a... now at Mangots? Good question. Yeah, yeah, we'll find out. I'll let you know. Um, but it's always good. I can walk to Mangotsfield ground. Take, and Taking the kids? No, not uh, on this okay. occasion. Um, How um... did they
0: enjoy it yesterday, Patch? I meant to ask. What was yeah. the, uh,
1: the impression? Roman sat on my lap for the first 10 minutes and was asking a couple of questions, getting a little bit excited. You know, first couple of chances we had, I sort of had him on my lap and stood up and um, expected us to score. And then I think they got a little bit scared of my shouting um <laughs> of uh feed it out to Weimann look Weimann's out in space and they just sort of looked at me a little bit like why are you shouting um but yeah I mean Roman's almost five and Ivy's eight so that both of them were were not let's say 100% focused on the game and they were there with some some friends their age so they were sort of distracting them and by the end they were all pretty much just a wall, should we say yeah, uh, like a lot of us yeah exactly but um yeah, great! Great to to be able to take them down in uh, the first the first game. At least in our in the in their era. So now they they've got a digital record of their first game. You yeah, know, I'd yeah. love to have that for my first game. I because... I couldn't
2: tell you my first well, exactly. game. that's exactly. Thing. Yeah. I'm,
1: I'm pretty sure I know it was York City at home in like '87 or something yeah. like that. But you know, they've got they haven't got <laughs> they haven't got a program but they've got a digital programme yeah. um, and lots of photos. So, yeah, it's going to be a memorable one. And I don't know how quickly they'll return. But, uh, yeah, it was it's a, good just a shame.
0: just a shame they never saw you celebrating a goal. My first game was, I, I looked it up. It was Aston Villa in the first division. And we won 1-0. And to watch my dad, I never, you know, grumpy old dad, to watch him, like, <laughs> lose it when we scored will always be a memory. I mean, that was yeah. the thing for me, you know.
1: Exactly. Brilliant. Yeah, they've seen me at home sat on the sofa on in watching on robin's tv during the pandemic going going nuts when we've scored a goal but um yeah we'll try again maybe next season yeah <laughs> but for now right thank, thank you very much um, great happy new year to the uh, boys happy new year we'll be back soon uh, with the millwall victory <laughs> <laughs> right take care everyone take care all bye cheers, lads cheers.
3: bye night riding low yeah, I've been riding fast Gonna take this moment, I'm gonna make it Because right. you don't know me. Don't be quick to judge. Cause I tell you something, I don't care that much. Don't come around here. You're a fool You're gonna regret it If you stay in this town I'm no savior I will take you down This here town